Ginger Conlon. And I'm Michael Logan. Welcome to this episode of Tech Talks in 20. We are so excited to have Erica Mayshar as our guest today. Erica is Senior Manager of Global Solutions Consulting for Genesis DX. The three of us have a fantastic conversation planned on conversational AI and lots more. That's right. We're going to talk a lot about what Alan Turing predicted years and years and years ago that we will not be able to determine whether we're speaking to a robot or AI uh, over a human. And that's uh, something that since he made that imitation game, since it launched, I think everyone's been trying to beat it. And we've gotten so much further along with AI. And really, we want to focus on what AI means for the contact center. Enough about that. Let's hear more from Erica. All right, we're going to kick off today's conversation. Joining us is Erica Mayshar. Erica, tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what exciting things we're going to hear from you today. All right, thanks, Michael, and thanks for having me here today. I'm excited to be a part of the conversation. So I lead our solutions consulting team here at Genesis when it comes to all the digital and AI offerings, uh, including Genesis DX. And I've uh, been working with customers in, in this space for about the last decade uh, when it comes to their customer engagement strategies, specifically as it applies to, to conversational AI. You know, I have to jump in and say AI is such a hot topic right now. I mean, the excitement keeps building around it. And we actually recently conducted uh, the State of Customer Experience 2021 research and using AI for insights and personalization was the number one strategic priority for CX leaders in 2021. That's just one study that we did. Another one that we are working on with uh, the Economist Intelligence Unit, I'll give you a sneak preview because that's not coming out till the end of October. More than three quarters of the 750 CX leaders that we spoke to for this report in marketing, sales, and customer service believe that AI will become a critical component of their CX operations in the coming years. And it's their main drivers for using it, specifically AI in the customer experience, are to build customer loyalty and improve service quality and consistency. Not up in the top of the list was revenue generation. It's on the list, but it's not the top. Customer experience is really, really high up there. It's just amazing. Yeah, that's that's really interesting for you to, to share, Ginger. And I think it's very on trend with what with what we see in the field as well. And working with with organizations every day as they look to transform their customer engagement strategies. I think a couple of years ago, people were hesitant because they thought it would take away from that customer experience. And people don't want to talk to robots. We want to have the human touch. But now people are really starting to realize that it only enhances it because customers want to be able to get their own information and not have to wait on somebody unless it's a time when they need to. And that's what frees up the organization to be able to spend that time in an optimal way. Absolutely. I think as long as a customer knows, you know, in the case of bots, for example, that they're talking to a bot and, hey, I'm Ginger the bot and I'm here to help you, you know, then, then it can actually be a fun and engaging experience. Absolutely. Yeah, we've talked a lot about how uh, having those engaging experiences are really, really important. And when we talk about three quarters of the CX centers wanting to engage AI, let me ask you this. We're going to focus this in on conversational AI. What does that really mean to a, a CX center when they when they go after the right conversational AI and what, what they should look for in that space? 
Ah, this is a, a common topic that comes up these days, because you're right. AI can mean so many things, you know, whether we're talking about natural language processing or machine learning or robotics, and how we take information and make it more readily available. But when I think about conversational AI, I think it really comes down to the flow of four different elements. And not dissimilar to, to human conversation. It's the same kind of elements that come in with you and I having this conversation. Number one being the ability to listen. So understand what is, is being asked. And then not only hearing that and regurgitating a response, but truly being able to, to understand what it is that somebody is looking for. You know, whether it's a customer who is needing to find their order status, uh, or maybe it's somebody who's having an issue getting their technology working properly. Whatever that is, we can't force them down a path of it being a very robotic experience, but just like with you and I having the conversation, you've got to be able to listen and, and truly comprehend what it is that somebody needs. But then the third element of that is being able to then act on it. So take the appropriate action from that understanding of the intent of the, the end user and being able to get them to the right place at the right time or to the right information that they need immediately. And finally, tying all that together, I think the, the fourth element of, of conversational AI is learning. So never just doing the same thing over and over, but for instance, again, two humans having a conversation you're typically going to learn or take away something from that. And then maybe in the next conversation you have, you'll be able to speak to that even a little bit better. So it's always a, an iterative process as you go through that flow. And that's something that, that technology can certainly help with when it comes to deploying a successful solution for that. Just like a little bit of a tangent question on that. Do you think that a lot of the folks that you talk to out there want to provide conversational AI to their customers are understanding what they need to do to train their their bots to have that conversational experience fully, or it's still like a learning process out in the market? You know, it's, it's certainly evolved over time. I remember just, gosh, three years ago, I would say this was so new and it was something that people were really trying to learn about. And there were a lot of different offerings out there and that's exploded even more throughout those past three years. But the market has certainly matured and organizations are, a lot of them on their, their second try at this, let's say, okay, you know, we dipped our toe in at first and now we know a little bit more about what we want out of the, the next version. And in conversations with customers, you know, I think we find that there are three key pieces to it being a successful experience for both customers and the organization. And that plays right into that flow that I described earlier. One of those being a true natural language processor, a natural language understanding engine that's powering the entire experience. Because if everything has to be scripted out and written, you're never going to really be doing that listening and understanding part, right? Because you've got to be able to, to understand intent as opposed to forcing the customer into a certain way of asking a question. That is not human-like. That's not going to contribute to conversation. Two is, and this is in line with the expectations of consumers everywhere these days, but it has to be personalized and, and timely, right? You know, as a as a customer interacting with a brand and, and Ginger, to your point earlier, increasing that brand loyalty, the brand has to know who it is that's, that's talking to him and, and understand any past interactions or any orders placed or a call they made yesterday, for example. It can't be a broken experience. Um, so the ability to create those personalized conversations is, is key as well. And then finally, it's this goes into that, that fourth element of learning, but taking an outside-in approach. You know, I've worked with organizations in the past who have tried from the beginning to 
create or, or build everything that they thought they needed to do across the board when it comes to creating a self-service experience. And instead, the most successful organizations instead say, okay, let's take you know these few core things that we know are going to drive ROI and a positive customer experience, and then listen to your customers from there and build, build what's next and continue to, to grow from there based on the voice of your customer. Now, I'm going to bring up some things you've brought up. It's the, the way that things happened in the past with conversational AI. You're right. It was very directed. It was, uh, it was all built to suit each individual customer. You almost had to rebuild your own engine to have that offering. Now, we've matured. But I will ask this. Is it easier now? It is, is it easier to implement conversational AI? And when I say easy... I don't want, I don't imagine that there's an easy button you can hit, but it, can you talk a little bit about that, about going through that process of, cause there's still, I'm sure there's still some apprehension out there. They know they need to have it, but you know, the, there's still that legacy way of thinking is we have to build it for ourselves. And if you could talk just a little bit about that. Absolutely. And you know, it's, I mean, I guess I would saying nothing's ever easy, but if it's <laughs> at this point, if it's hard, then there's something wrong because there are so many purpose-built solutions now that allow business users to to do that that iteration and that growth and and the optimization of the experience that you're driving for customers that you know if you're having to go in and spend months building out every single flow and have to bring somebody from IT in every time you want to to create something new then it's probably time to relook at the approach you're taking because there are certainly uh, ways to to do that in a, a much easier and I'd say real time reactive situation um, with a, a a business user friendly UI. One of the things that you kind of touched up, touched on briefly was having kind of a connected experience. How can companies think about you know I start a conversation with the bot online and then I transition over to a contact center agent. Yeah. So there's, you know, when we think about connected, when it comes to technologies that allow us to engage with our customers effectively, I think there's a few different ways that that applies. Ginger, you just brought up a very important one, which is that transition between the self-service aspect and the live human interaction. And, you know, there's a couple things that are so important in that. One, it being a seamless handoff. So, uh, of course, whenever the self-service interaction has ended and a live person takes over, the last thing you want is to have a customer repeat themselves or having to, to go back through. And you know we've all been in that situation before where you have to go back and say something again, and that only creates frustration and, and efficiencies for the, the person who is trying to help you. So all of that information from the, the self-service interaction absolutely has to be handed over seamlessly. But the second point that I think maybe maybe isn't as common sense for everyone is the ability to truly pinpoint and optimize when that handoff should happen. So not only do you want to, during the, the interaction, be able to get the right answers and right information to the, the customer or that end user when and where they want it, but you've got to be able to not create frustration and hit that handoff right at the right time when you know it's either something that is not well handled by self-service or maybe it's an opportunity for your organization to engage because you've determined hey this is a this is a point where we we want to to have somebody interacting with them you know maybe it's a sales opportunity or again an upsell type of situation 
Uh, but pinpointing that to optimize both the positive customer experience as well as efficiency for the organization is key as well. What are some of the keys to the products out there on the market to getting to that moment where we're pinpointing when the best time to engage is? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Is there a key to having that seem effortless, I guess? Yeah, well, I'm going to take this back to, to the first elements of conversational AI that we talked about. Number one, the the listening and understanding piece. So if you're not doing that, then you're not going to know what's going on with the customer in general. If you're forcing them down a, ba- a path that you've created, you know, a, a scripted flow within the bot, you're not going to truly be leaving it open-ended for the customer to engage and tell you what it is that they need at that time. It's not going to be an empathetic experience. So that's the, the first key. But then the second is that learning aspect, you know, that that fourth one. And no organization is going to get this all right, right off the bat, you know, but you've got to be able to have a technology where you get all that insight, all of that analytics that allows you, the people who know the business best, you know, we're not trying to have AI solve everything. People who know the business best, know your customers best, have you been able to look at all of that data and then put policies in place, put channeling rules, put triggers in to where you start to, to truly pinpoint that primary time to, to hand off. You know, I just I just want to jump in with from the, the state of customer experience research. It's interesting because customers are using bots more often. And obviously, in part, COVID pandemic caused a lot of people to use digital channels more and more often. So there's a lot more use. There's less satisfaction than there was in the past. Right now, only 25% of consumers that we surveyed are satisfied with chatbots on a website, and only 29% are satisfied with virtual agents on mobile. But what's interesting is they still like using them. 17% rank the chatbot on the website as a top three preferred channel and 10% the same with mobile. So customers still want to have that experience. And I think they're looking forward to an opportunity when it's a better experience. And I think that conversational AI, that really interactive experience is the key to that versus just like you were saying, Erica, a forced script version where you're like, wait, but I'm stuck. Exactly. You know, Ginger, that that right there is, it's an outcry from customers to say, we want to self-serve. You know, I, I want to be able to have that experience and not wait on a person, but I want it to be a good experience still. You know, I still need that information and that assistance or, you know, that, that personalized info when I need it, but I don't want to wait in line. I don't want to wait in a phone queue. For example, so you're, you know you're you're spot on. We're in that transition period right now where this technology has been there for a few years now. Organizations had to jump on it because they knew it was the the next thing, and a lot of them are still in that period where they've got something in place, but they're deflecting just to deflect, and instead of truly listening and then learning and optimizing, maybe because it's hard, maybe because they don't have the resources. You know, maybe they haven't gotten to a technology that's more sophisticated yet. We're still in that transition period of getting those percentages higher to say all those people who do want that are also enjoying the experience they're having. One of the benefits that CX leaders that we spoke with cited is the benefits of using chatbot and specifically using chatbot integration is to improve customer satisfaction. About 39% said that and really actually close to the 43% that said to reduce the call queue. So customer satisfaction is it's high up there. And, you know, I think we're coming together, consumers and businesses on wanting to use bots and improve that bot experience for both sides. There is nothing better than getting an instant answer 
and not having to yell agent, agent over and over again to get to that, right? Because you, you're right. It's all this is coming together. You, you think of all those experiences, but where else are we seeing conversational AI? I mean, we've talked a little bit about that, but what else are we seeing? What other lines of businesses are you seeing that in? It's not just the CX center, just to kind of give everyone a broad spectrum of where that conversational AI lands across the business spectrum. Yeah, Michael, that's a that's a great point. You know, that's been the traditional area that conversational AI has has initially been applied, but you know, we we're finding kind of new use cases for it all the time because it really comes down to any situation or scenario where a person needs to get information in a timely fashion and and, and accurate information. So things like internally with organizations the IT help desk, the HR help desk, during open enrollment period, times where people just are going to have these repetitive questions where you simply just need to give them the ability to get it on their own, whether you're pointing them in the right direction or pulling from a another system to give them the personalized information they need. You know, a number of ways like that, that, uh, that we're empowering organizations to be more effective and drive a more positive employee experience, not just customer experience. You've talked about pulling that information from another resource, and we've t- I've talked a little bit about how easy this is. Would you say that's an easy concept? So if I have a 20-year-old database or knowledge base, can I plug AI into that easily? Absolutely possible, and it should be easy. And, and I'll, I'll tweak what you said there a little bit, because it doesn't have to be about embedding AI and all those different systems of record or, or data sources that an organization has today, but instead, just, just bring it back to focusing on the point where you're engaging with that customer. So I like to think of your conversational AI or your employee. You know, I like to think of the conversational AI technology as that engagement layer between all of those other systems and tools that exist and how they're going to get information when and where they need it. So by focusing the AI and empowering that engagement layer to then pull the information in, when and where it's needed, then you're not having to to solve for all of those different systems that you have, but instead leverage an API call to to pull that that order status information and give it to the customer in real time or to pull, you know, some product recommendations based on what you've gathered they're looking for and surface that to them through that that engagement layer. So how does Genesis DX fit into all of this? I mean, you know, okay, we're, we're we want to talk about the market, but hey, we're Genesis. So let's talk a little bit about Genesis DX. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, Genesis DX, obviously, a lot of the things that I've been speaking to are certainly the approach that the technology takes. A couple of things we haven't touched on, though, is going back to the the listening and understanding approach that Genesis DX takes with truly understanding intent is because we take a knowledge anywhere approach, I like to call it. So instead of saying, okay, on this channel, I want to build out this flow that a customer is going to have to go through. Instead, we're saying, hey, let's let's take a centralized look at where our information lives, what customers need to know, and instead let them ask the questions. And then based on that natural language understanding engine, we can focus on what is the intent of what they're looking for and either serve that up, point them in the right direction, pull information from another system of record that we need to supplement it or take them down a, a path of a like a conversational type of interaction to to find out more about what they need. So that's you know that's one key piece of it. I would say the other key differentiator that so many of our customers realize value from is that ability to learn and react. So not only having all of the data and analytics that I've talked about being important at their fingertips, but empowering the business users with that so that 
as they're seeing that come in, as they're understanding the voice of their customers, they can turn that into action right away add new content. And I'll tell a, a quick story. We had a, a customer who had one our technology, had a bot on their website. And during one of their busiest shopping days of the year, basically all of a sudden they started seeing, you know, the person who's monitoring the dashboard started seeing this, what we call a big red tile coming up, which means the bot's not able to, to answer the question. And it was all of these different ways of people asking, you know, my credit card's not working. I can't place my order, et cetera, et cetera. And it was grouping all those together and giving the person the alert saying, hey, we've, we've got an issue here. So because they saw that immediately, they were able to dive in, figure out what was going on in another system that wasn't even connected to it, their credit card processing, realized it was just a single MasterCard issue. So not only were they able to understand that, but they were able to go in and leveraging the bot, offer up an alert saying, if, if you're having an issue, use a different credit card or please call us immediately and we will process your order saving their entire holiday orders and, and revenue that they were able to, to drive from that. So again, that immediate, immediate insight, turning it into action was you know, invaluable for that customer on that day. It's like what you said earlier, if we know we want to implement AI on a customer experience basis, but we it's not really revenue generating that they're looking at, it really is, it impacts it. You're absolutely, it does impact it, right? They're having good customer service impacts the revenue, even if that's not what your main intent was. So, and of course I have to add some stats. Uh, we also have a report that recently came out on human values. So it's how agent values impact their performance levels. And one of the things that we learned is that agents are looking for more support. They're looking for advancement opportunities and having these kind of tools helps them with both. That, yeah, that makes complete sense, Ginger. You know, I think that also ties into one thing we've seen is some of the more traditional ways you're measuring agents are now shifting due to the, some of these tools and, and the empowerment of them. One big example we've seen a lot is average handling time it used to be something you always wanted to reduce, right? You always wanted to, to make that lower. And what we're seeing now is it's not a bad thing if it's actually a little bit greater because you're getting all of those, again, those repetitive, more redundant questions that you don't want your agents focused on anyway, out of the way. And and they're able to focus on the more, you know, so again, sophisticated or complicated, whatever it may be, inquiries, but they're more interested and you've got the tools at their fingertips to, to help them feel empowered to get through those. But increases one of those metrics that we've traditionally looked at. And you know, we got to kind of shift our way in thinking about that. Yeah, when you take the bottom end off of all the the simple questions, just need to change this, you know, just a few minutes of a conversation, you're done. You take off that, you're going to have that average increase. But I have to ask this because I know this is a big concern. Does AI have an impact on headcount across the board, whether it's agent or administrative side? You know, that's a that's a common concern from from some people that we get. Typically, we don't see AI replacing people, just enhancing the job that they're able to do. Again, we're always going to want to have those people who can provide the human touch, who can take that empathy and and drive brand loyalists a step further that right now technology just isn't going to be able to do. So it certainly doesn't replace people, but it allows organizations to be more efficient and optimize across the board for when their resources are used and and when they don't necessarily have to be or when a customer doesn't want them to be. 
in the state of CX, we saw channel usage across the board going up. Digital is going up, but people are still calling the contact center and it's it's still up there as a leading interaction channel. So exactly to your point, Erica, like you have to be available in all those channels and, and orchestrate them. As Michael said, to be where the customers are you know, when they're looking for you. Exactly. You know, there's always going to be different interactions that require different type of support. And that goes back to I'll continue to go back to the learning part and the, the data, because that's how you, that's how you're able to optimize for your organization specifically, because no two are the same. And you've got to be able to have that insight to, to be able to decide exactly when which channel is most appropriate. And for those for those companies that are kind of on the fence, like, you know, this is something we want to do, but are we ready? What can you say to kind of relieve that? Yeah, to my last point, where no two organizations are the same, no two organizations are going to have the same needs or be in the same place from a maturity perspective when it comes to this type of technology. The nice thing is when you have a technology that you're able to customize so much, but in a way that you have that control, you can start in so many different places. I'll tell one last story. I uh, worked with an organization that was actually an, an internal deployment with the HR department. And they were not super advanced in, in leveraging this type of technology at all, but they just put their heads together and coming up on open enrollment, they just sat there and they all said, okay, these are the 60 top questions that we know we get every single year during open enrollment. And these are the answers we want to give. They loaded those into the technology as a starting point. And during that month long open enrollment period, they were able to deflect and get employees answers while they were at home at night with their families making decisions for 75% of the inquiries. Now, that was a very simple start, just FAQs within one region. And since then, they've been able to expand and build on that and grow to different countries and, and use different responses for different languages and, and employees in other regions. But they started so simple and they've been able to learn from there and grow based on the voice of their employees. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, just to hear that there's still that, you know, there's still that ability to build on something that seems, I shouldn't say it that way. I mean, it's something still relatively new to this market. And we still see kind of that growth curve and how amazing it, it changes their business in that way. That's, that's a good story. It's exciting stuff to be a part of. Absolutely. And speaking of exciting stuff, thank you so much for joining us today. This was a great conversation around AI. This is, the, the, this is what we needed. At least I did. I'll admit that. I, I needed this. I needed to understand AI better. I think we all do. So especially conversational AI. I'll second that. Well, this was a lot of fun and I appreciate the conversation, Michael and Ginger. What a fantastic conversation today, Michael. What were some of your key takeaways? Well, first of all, I mean, she made it really clear that the elements of conversational AI, listening, understanding, predicting, acting, and learning. Those important things, the fact that we're actually listening to customers and then follow through with the right actions afterwards, whether that's going to an agent or not. And, and another important piece to that is conversational AI can help companies make their experience more personalized and more timely. And of course, using AI for agent assistance to get to those questions that need to be answered in a timely fashion. That's Those are keys for me. How about you? Yeah, to follow on to that, one of the things Erica said was to think about natural language processing and natural language understanding as the engine that powers conversational AI, and then use those tools to understand the context as part of that knowledge anywhere approach to having the right data for you know, every interaction. So that really stood out for me. Of course, being super customer centric, I thought 
her point of being taking an outside in approach when planning how you'll use conversational AI was super important. And she also noted it can be tough to optimize the handoff between channels. Conversational AI can really help there. She's very knowledgeable about AI. And I think for us as contact center folks, we need to, there's so many different levels of it. And it was great to get her impression of what that means for us moving forward with AI. Absolutely. And as we close this week's episode of Tech Talks in 20, I want to thank everyone for listening and hope you are able to take something away from today's topic. Before we leave you, we want to remind you to be sure to take advantage of the resources listed below on genesis.com. These expand on today's topic and will leave you with some additional information. Also, be sure to click subscribe to get notified on previous and new episodes of the podcast. And feel free, of course, to share with your colleagues and friends. We hope you do. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for the next episode of Tech Talks in 20. Bye now.